This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Imagine it's all gray and cloudy. You're in your passenger seat and can't see a thing. Suddenly, you fly out of the cloud and land right on the runway. Wait, how did that happen? The pilot couldn't possibly see a thing. The system most airports use to land is called Instrument Landing System. To land safely in the right place, the plane should take a particular road. Let's project it in the air. So, there are two paths for a place to fly, a vertical one and a lateral one. They cross each other at a right angle and create a crosshair in the middle. That's exactly through what the pilot has to fly to get to the point on the ground. On the instrument panel, a pilot has a display that shows if the plane is keeping the exact needed vertical and lateral path. If something is wrong, the plane can be easily adjusted according to the instrument. As soon as the plane breaks out from the clouds, the pilot can also see the ground with their own eyes and land safely. If you've ever noticed, sometimes planes get showered with water. Two firefighting trucks stand on both sides of the plane and shoot 3,000 gallons of water on it upon arrival. This creates a beautiful water arch followed by a rainbow. This is called a water salute, or a shower of affection. And it's made to, well, show the affection. It's done to greet airplanes that added a new destination to their route and just arrived for the first time. It can also be used to welcome a new plane or to honor the last flight of a particular plane. But probably, the most emotional occasion is the one to farewell a retiring captain who just finished their last flight. You might think it's just a waste of water, but that's not true. There are not so many accidents happening, so fire trucks rarely use their equipment. The water salute also becomes an occasional check on the equipment to ensure that everything works properly. It might happen to you that you get the window seat, come to the plane, and there's no window. Or it's just far away. Uh, why don't the rows and the windows match in the first place? Well, that's business. Actually, all the planes are designed so that seats and windows line up. However, when an airline buys a jet, they put in some additional seats, squeezing them closer together. This way, they have more seats, more passengers, and sell more tickets. But you get less space for your legs and probably miss out on a window. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you've ever flown, you've probably noticed those little holes on windows. An airplane window has three panes of plexiglass. That tiny hole is only in the one that's in the middle. It exists to regulate the huge pressure difference inside and outside the cabin. This way, 
the outer pane can handle the load. If the outer pane breaks, the middle one, even though there's a hole in it, will be able to keep the window intact. Also, that hole keeps the windows from fogging up. Maybe you've noticed that you always enter the plane from its left side. Firstly, the captain usually sits on that side. This way, it's easier for the captain to align the plane with the terminal jet bridge. Also, the aircraft is fueled and loaded with the baggage on the right side. If passengers come from the left, the crew can do their job undisturbed. If you've ever flown at night, you might have noticed that a plane has flashing lights on its wings. Well, in total, there's even more types of lights, so let's see what all of them are for. At the front of the plane, at mid-height of the nose wheel shrub, there are taxi and takeoff lights. Taxi lights are used when the plane is on the ground. They point in a straight line and illuminate the taxiway. The takeoff light is brighter and turns on when the plane is about to take off. Below, there are also runway turnoff lights. They light up the way at a wider angle so that the pilot can also see runway exits and turns. On either side of the plane, there are wing and engine scan lights. They're used to check if there are any damage to the wings or some ice after flying through clouds. On the bottom of the plane, there's a bright flashing red light that's called an anti-collision beacon. It's used to show that the plane is moving and it's dangerous to approach it. It should be turned on right before starting the engine and turned off only once the engine stops working. Under the wings, there are the landing lights. They're kept on until the plane reaches the height of 10,000 feet. Then, when, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When approaching the ground, they're turned on at 10,000 feet again to make the plane more visible. Finally, the red and green lights on the wingtips are called navigation lights. There are actually three of them. There's another one, white, at the tail of the plane. From the pilot's perspective, the light on the right side is green and the light on the left is red. They each have a 110 degree opening angle. The white light at the tail has the opening angle of 140 degrees. So together, they make the whole circle of 360 degrees. These lights are used so that pilots or other planes could determine in which direction the plane is flying. There are also high-intensity strobe lights. There are three white flashing lights, one on each wing and one at the back of the plane. They're turned on when the plane is on the runway so that the plane is visible to other planes that might use the same runway. Finally, there are lights that illuminate the company's logo on the plane. There are two possible ways to descend for an airplane, the direct and the indirect descent. The instruments on the panel show the plane's altitude. Let's say it's 27,000 feet. The pilot also knows the speed, which is 300 knots. Now they have to figure out how much of the distance they have to lose to arrive. If the airport is close to sea level, they need to go down exactly 27,000 feet. If we divide 27,000 by 300, we get 90 nautical miles. This is the minimum distance needed to descend, 
which is a straight line from the plane to the runway. Well, imagine now that we're flying to the airport of Sucre, Bolivia. It's located 10,000 feet above sea level. Therefore, 27,000 minus 10,000 equals 17,000 feet. So, the pilot will only have to go 17,000 feet down instead of 27,000 feet. In this case, the minimum distance is smaller as well and is equal to 17,000 divided by 300, which is equal to about 57 miles instead of 90 miles. But more math comes into place because you can't descend with this speed at all times. Some of that must be lost. On average, pilots reduce their speed to 200 knots. They lose about 10 knots in one nautical mile. Therefore, if the speed is 300 knots and we need 200, we have to lose 100 knots. If we divide the 100 by 10 knots, we get 10 nautical miles that we'll need to reduce the speed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, they also account for the wind, but let's leave it behind so it doesn't get too complicated. We're not in a math class after all. So, these additional miles that are needed to lose speed are added up to the direct distance calculated. Therefore, 90 miles plus 10 miles gives you 100 miles. If we accounted for the wind, which pilots normally do, this distance also adds up to the total one. Therefore, the pilot should start the descent at 100 track miles. Every 10,000 feet, the pilot should check if they're on the right track and adjust the vertical speed accordingly until they finally land. But it might happen that the controller doesn't give permission to descend when it's already needed to start because of the traffic. This means that the pilot must keep moving forward without descending, shifting away from the descending profile. When they finally get the permission, they're already off. So, you can't reach the airport if they don't adjust. There are two things to do in this case. First, the plane can be pitched down. The pilot takes the plane below the descending profile as fast as possible. This way, there still might be enough space and time to slow down the airplane again before landing. Another way is to ask for more track miles. If the pilot realizes there's no way to lose enough altitude and speed to arrive, they don't fly directly to the airport. They can take some turns to increase the distance to have more time to reduce altitude and speed. And then, finally, they land.